We made it through April. Let's talk about the Rookie of the Year race. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And special thanks to our friends at Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners, get $50 off of 500. Use code Locked On at checkout. Talking about bringing home jewelry and hardware, we have the first rookies of the month in this case for April and I figured good time to go ahead and do the entire rookie of the year race and update where we are so National League first you'll remember last year the winner red second baseman Jonathan India get well soon buddy uh so all like through Tuesday where we have stats for uh outfielder Seiya Suzuki of the Cubs is the National League rookie of the month for April and kind of going through some of these stats here, it's really interesting. So 22, he played in 22 games, 278, 398, 528, six doubles, four home runs, and a stolen base. His offense alone was 1.1 war. Now, defense, negative 0.4. So under a one war player, but he won rookie of the month for April. And when you look at the odds, they reflect you know, him having such a great month. So you go back to March 14th. The first odds came out from Bet Online. All of these odds are thanks to our friend Jimmy Shapiro at Bet Online. If you have, if you want to put any action on any, on any of this, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of this stuff. So shout out to Jimmy for getting these over to me. But March 14th, O'Neill Cruz was the prohibitive favorite. Three to one. I mean, he was he was the best the best odds to win. Right behind him at 9-1, to one, you had Hunter Green and Sixto Sanchez of the Marlins. We'll talk about him in the third segment. Uh, after that, at 10-1, to one, you had Joey Bart. Right behind Joey Bart at 12-1, to one, you had Alec Thomas, Edward Cabrera. And then from there on, everything gets farther and farther. You had some, some 25s like a Nolan Gorman. You had some 40s and some 50s, things like that. Well, they updated beginning of... of April, and they've now updated in May, and they look drastically different. Seiya Suzuki is the front runner in the clubhouse. Five to eight odds for rookie of the year. Uh, but right after him, 11 to two odds, Mackenzie Gore. So Mackenzie's Gore's, you know, obviously, big show about him a few weeks ago on a Wednesday. Go check it out. Me and Javier from Locked On Padres talked all about Mackenzie Gore, but three games uh, 2-0 record, 1-7-6 ERA, 1-1-7 whip. He threw 15 and a third innings uh, in, in those games. 12 hits, 3 runs, 6 walks to 20 strikeouts. So, warranted spot in there. I see why the odds were so good. Right after that, you had Hunter Green. And the Hunter Green thing is somebody where they believe he's going to improve more than statistically what he's shown. So, statistically... The numbers don't look amazing for Hunter Green. Four games, he's has a is one and three with an ERA of six. His WHIP is one point six one one. He had pitched eighteen innings, nineteen hits, thirteen runs, twelve of those earned, 
Uh, 10 walks and 22 strikeouts. And the big thing for him, that's the biggest absolute problem, has been the home runs. He gave up five home runs. So that kind of reflects why. I mean, he actually moved back from 9-1 to to 10-1 to on this. But they still have him as third best. And then after him, Nick Lodolo on this list. So uh, he's pitched in four games this year, started three of those for the Reds. But of that 1-2 and two record, 5-5-2 five, five, ERA with a 1.6 whip, 14 and two-thirds innings, 18 hits, nine earned runs, five walks, 19 strikeouts. So it's really interesting to kind of see the dynamic there of these, like, those three guys, two, one of them has great numbers and the other two do not, and yet they are two, three, and four. And I think part of that dynamic is just the lack of guys that they expected or the lack of guys, of the guys that they expected to be called up not being called up. Obviously, you have Nolan Gorman who's still down. Romanzi Contreras is off the board right now. Um, Bryson Stott was 15-2. to Didn't play well. He got sent back down. He's now, I think he's at 40-1. to They're probably going to take him off the board sometime soon. Uh, Seth Beer's a guy that actually got a little bit better odds. He's at 25-1. to He opened at 33. So, just not the depth. O'Neill Cruz is the big one, obviously, He's gone from 3-1 to one to 14-1 to one simply because you haven't seen him yet. Again, another guy we'll talk about in the third segment. But an interesting race. Somebody who I like where he's positioned. Um, and I think that he could do something despite what his numbers look like right now. So C.J. Abrams of the Padres. And if you look at his raw stats, not great, right? So 17 games in, 182, 275, 295 is the slash line. Two doubles, one home run. Uh, he's... Attempted to steal two bases, was successful in one of those, uh, and it combines for .3 war, uh, .1 from his offense and .2 from his defense. So, a guy, the numbers don't look good on their face, uh, and Javier and I had this conversation, do you send him down because he's had so few games above, um, above A ball? Do you send him down to work on that, or do you let him figure out at the major league level? The Padres are winning despite that, uh, but he has lost time in the timeshare. Hayesong Kim is now the the primary option, uh, C.J. Abrams is kind of the is is the platoon option with the short side of the platoon, as well as he can play some outfield for you. So, I think it's a matter of time until they send him back down, which is a shame. I really thought C.J. Abrams was going to be more active on the base paths than he has been. I think that was a big surprise to me. But uh, what I find the most interesting in here is Mackenzie Gore being as like looking more like the guy we thought he was going to be. You know, back when he was the number one pitching prospect in baseball, I mean, it looks like he absolutely has become that guy at the major league level. Obviously, you hope this continues. We are looking at extremely small sample sizes when it comes to pitchers, three or four starts, compared to these batters who, if they've played 20 plus games, are looking at 80 to 100 uh, pitches, 80 to 100 at bats. And in just a minute, I do want to go over the American League and where this race is because it has changed quite a bit. But first, as we said up top, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. So like whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mother. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces at Blue Nile. Let me remind you, Mother's Day is on Sunday. If you have not done this, pause the podcast, go buy something, and come back. Like... You got to understand, guys, you're running out of time. 
If you are looking for fine jewelry for your mother for Mother's Day, but you are having trouble choosing, they have jewelry experts on hand. Literally 24-7. You can call them. You can chat with them. Uh, you can, you know, text chat. They can help you find a memorable gift no matter what your budget is. So, uh, because they have thousands of fine jewelry options at every price point. So this Mother's Day, right now, Give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNow.com. Locked in MLB listeners get $50 off of $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. So use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. Okay, so the American League race is the one that has been really interesting to me. So the Rookie of the Month for April in the National League, I'm sorry, in the American League, is outfielder Stephen Kwan of the Guardians. Started off incredibly hot, uh, missed a little bit of time, I think it was a hamstring, but 16 games, batted 340, 439, 472. Five doubles, one triple, 0 for 1 on stolen bases, interestingly. So... 0.8 offensive war, 0.3 defensive war combined for one um combined to be 1.1 war. And when you look at the odds um, for rookie of the year, they don't necessarily reflect that he won rookie of the month. So he was off the board in March. Uh, the favorites you had back then pulling this up, you had Bobby Witt at three to one, you had Spencer Torkelson at four to one. Um you had Adley Rutschman at 9-2. You had Shane Boz at 7-1. And then after that, Jeremy Pena at 10-1. And then Riley Green at 12-1. Oh, sorry, Julio Rodriguez also at 10-1. And then, um, and then, sorry, there's a dog down here on my feet. <laughs> and so, like, from then, we've seen a dramatic change in the race. So, Spencer Torkelson right now. And 20 games in, not great, not awful, but not great. I mean, not where he wants to be. Slash line of 190, 311, 349. One double, three home runs. Uh, he is combined for 0.1 war. Uh, his, his defense dinged a tenth of a point there. But he is leading in the rookie of the year race. So seven to two odds as of March, uh, May 2nd. So Vegas and the books don't think that Stephen Kwan can keep this up, or they think Spencer Torkelson's going to increase. After that, you've got Julio Rodriguez at 4-1, to one, Bobby Witt at 9-2, to two, and he's tied with Jeremy Pena and Joe Ryan. And then after that, it, again, Kwan at 7-1, to one, and then after that, a little bit deeper. There's only actually one other person on the board. Adley Rutschman is 16-1. to one. After that, everybody else is off the board. Grayson Rodriguez is off because he hasn't gotten called up. Kyle Isbell was off because he was ineffective, and uh, Kansas City said, never mind, and sent him back down. Riley Green's off the board because he hasn't debuted yet. So lots of Vidal Bruhan is off the board because he really just didn't get a shot like they thought he would. Uh, but where the race is right now, I think, really interesting. And Bobby Witt's the one that kind of hurt me. I took him in fantasy. I mean, this is I've said this before. This is a Bobby Witt podcast. We believe in Bobby Witt here. but. For some reason, it hasn't all clicked yet. So 20 games in, he's batting 221, 250, 312. Five doubles, one triple, no home runs. The thing that I do love to see, four for six on stolen bases. 
So he's using the speed. Um, offensively, he's actually negative 0.2 offensive war. Defensively, 0.3. These are all baseball reference wars. Uh, so he does have a positive wins above replacement on the season so far, but not having the start that he expected. Jeremy Pena, however, and shout out to our friends at Locked On Astros. They've been all over this. I actually went on and did an entire show with them on a Wednesday all about Jeremy Pena. So 22 games in, 215, 292, 468. Three doubles, a triple, five home runs. So 0.9 offensive war, 0.5 defensive war. So he's leading in war right now among all rookies of the American League. His odds... He's tied for third best odds at nine at nine to two. So they don't necessarily reflect that he's leading in war right now, but uh, absolutely leading in, in war has had a great start to the season. And then the guy that of this group we talked about by far the least. Well, okay, we didn't talk about Stephen Kwan a lot either, but uh, pitcher Joe Ryan of the Twins. So four games in, he's three and one with a one one seven ERA. A .696 whip. He's thrown 23 innings with 10 hits, 3 runs, 6 walks, and 25 strikeouts. He's only allowed uh, 2 home runs all year, which is the big thing. And I say big thing. I don't necessarily know how many home runs everybody's given up right now besides Hunter Green because the balls have been changed again. We just want consistency, guys. We just want consistency. But having a great start of the season for the Twins... And I mean, has really improved on some of the numbers he showed us in that brief cameo he had last year. So uh, Joe Ryan reflected in his 9-2 to odds. He is tied with Jeremy Pena and tied with Bobby Witt. But above them, and I think you can see it in some of the advanced metrics, but not so much in the regular stats. Uh, at 4-1, to one, second best odds is Seattle's Julio Rodriguez. So 22 games in, 238, 307, 325. Four doubles, one home run. 9 of 10 for stolen bases. He's been caught stealing one time. And if you watch a lot, like his stat cast page is full of red. He's getting quality contact. He's hitting balls hard. Uh, batting average and balls and plays a little low. We've seen some of the videos going around about how terribly he's been squeezed at the plate by umpires. I think the stat I saw said he's been rung up more on pitches off the plate than any other batter in baseball. So rookie getting a squeeze by the veteran... Uh, getting a squeeze by the umpires. But right now, 0.3 offensive war, 0.4 defensive war. Uh, Vegas absolutely believes in him and what he's doing. So uh, Spencer Torkelson, again, best odds. Julio Rodriguez behind him. And then you got a three-way tie for Thur with Bobby Witt, Jeremy Pena, and Joe Ryan. And then behind that is Stephen Kwan. In just a minute, I do want to talk about some of the guys who aren't on this list but who may get added into this um, a little bit late, but have a chance to make some noise. Before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. So summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on whatever trips you do. Family vacations, you can just throw them in the bag in your kids' backpacks. Uh, you know, Make sure that everybody has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventure. I take them whenever I go to baseball games and I'm sitting up in the press box. I usually don't want to have to go eat salty popcorn for a snack or go get a stadium hot dog all the time. I'll throw some Bilt Bars in my bag and have some Bilt Bars while I'm up there. Uh, the best part about Bilt Bars is they're healthy and they're delicious. You don't have to like sacrifice delicious food for health. 
With Built Bars, you can have both. It's very easy. Just go to Built.com and order now. So they have the Built Bars, the standard bars. They have the Puffs, protein-infused marshmallows. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. So you can eat healthy. You can enjoy doing it. Uh, the, the Puffs, wild flavors. Banana cream pie, churro. I mean, who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? Uh, they're all like 140 calories. And what's cool is if you're still on the fence about the Puffs, you want to give them a try, check out the mixed box. It's 12 total portions divided between boxes, I'm sorry, between bars and Puffs. So you can check out what's in there. And Built Bar has made sure that there is something in there for everyone. Most Built Bars are 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. So definitely healthy for you. Go to Built.com to get all of your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, my favorite. They're all delicious. New flavors are coming out all of the time. So check it out at Built.com. While you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. So there's some guys who are going to be added to this once they get called up. And like the American League, you've got the guys I mentioned. The only other guy that's even on the board right now is Adley Rutschman. He started a rehab appearance, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday. I think he's rehabbing at Norfolk. So he's going to be called up in a couple weeks. I don't necessarily know if a catcher is going to be able to have the offensive impact to win Rookie of the Year. Um, especially when he's starting from behind. You look at what a Stephen Kwan has done, what a Jeremy Pena has done, what a Joe Ryan has done. We need to give put some respect on Joe Ryan's name. But he's a guy that absolutely can impact this race. Uh, Shane Boss has been taken off the board. He opened at 7-1 to originally. It was moved to 14-1 and in April and now off the board. That makes sense. Uh, given that he's on the 60-day IL because of that forearm issue, he's not going to be able to be activated until June and unless he comes in and tears it up, which is possible, he is. They trust him enough where um, they they started him in the postseason last year. So there's a chance that Shane Boss can come in, get activated in mid June, and just tear it up and win Rookie of the Year. That would give uh, the the Rays two straight Rookies of the Year because they had Randy Rosarena last year. Uh, absolutely could see that. Don't know if it's going to or not, but it's possible. And then. Um, another guy who I think you may see sooner rather than later and may impact, impact this race is Tristan Cassis. So we've seen issues at the corners for the Red Sox. The Red Sox are already, I think, five games back in the American League East very quick. But we've seen issues at the, at the corner with, uh, with Bobby Dahlbeck uh, not, not producing like he needs to. J.D. Martinez, uh, final year of his deal. They're playing him in the outfield some to try to keep both those guys in the lineup, but I think there's there's a space for Tristan Cassis to get called up and to do some work pretty soon for this team. And they had him at 28 to 1. They moved him to 33 to 1 in April and then took him off the board. But I think if he gets called up in the next couple of weeks, one, I'll do a lockdown now about it because that's going to be huge news. But then I do think he's going to get put back on this board. I do like the power that he offers and the versatility. I think if he gets called up, as long as he doesn't fall in his face, he'll probably play every single day. So I like what I see from, from Tristan Cassis, and I think it's good there. In the National League, looking at some of these guys, you've got, I think the big one, and he's still on the board. They haven't taken him off, obviously. But O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz is the big one. He opened at 3-1 to one in March. 
that got bumped back to 15 to 4 in April and now 14 to 1 because he's not necessarily tearing it up in AAA. Ostensibly, they moved him so he could work on his outfield defense. They've barely played him out there. Well, now Kevin Newman is on the disabled list. You don't have any reason to not call O'Neill Cruz up. I have been saying this now, I feel like, for two weeks. Call up O'Neill Cruz. But once he does get called up, he's going to be on this list. Some other guys, we mentioned him having very good odds earlier, but Sixto Sanchez. I think once Sixto Sanchez gets up, he's another guy for the, like, just like we talked about with Shane Boz, where he may be able to come in and he may be able to make a significant impact. The issue is I don't necessarily know when he's going to come back. Uh, They just increased his throwing distance to 60 feet. So he's in that ramp-up process from the 2021 surgery. I'm sorry, it was, yeah, yeah, it was like July, I think, or something. So I don't know if he's going to be back in time to impact the race. But if he does come back, come back, and some of the reports we've seen say mid-season, you know, mid to late June, stuff like that. I think that if he comes out and tears it up, especially because other than Seiya Suzuki, you don't really have, you know, and Mackenzie Gore, you don't really have a ton of stellar National League rookies right now. Uh, there is an opening if Suzuki cools off, if Mackenzie Gore has some rough outings. There is an opening, but I, I just, I kind of doubt it. The Pirates uh, had Rowanzi Contreras up. They used him in relief quite a bit. They sent him back down to stretch out. He was at 33-1. to 1. He came off the board when they sent him back down. But I believe the Pirates are like the only team that don't have a win from their starters this season. But the reason for that, and there was a great piece in The Athletic about this, the reason for that is because they're approaching the pitching staff a bit differently and they're, they're mixing and matching guys. They're leaning heavily into the extra pitchers they have on the roster right now and, and trying to figure out who can take bulk innings here, who can take bulk innings there, and they're being really flexible with a lot of the roles. And so even if Rowanzi Contreras gets called up and pitches well enough to stay up, I'm concerned that because of how uh, Pittsburgh is handling and Ben Sherrington set up this pitching staff, that I'm, I'm concerned that he's not going to get the conventional statistics required for voters to pay attention to you when it comes to the Rookie of the Year race. So we'll see. He has an option. Uh, the one that I am very interested in, because I think that if he does come up, he immediately jumps up h- pretty high on the list, is Nolan Gorman. So Nolan Gorman right, uh, started off at 25 to 1 in March. They moved him to 50 to 1, and then they took him off the board. But like right now, Nolan Gorman is raking. So 2022, he has 82 at bats right now. Uh, he is batting 317, 374. <laughs> His OPS is 1118. He's got 11 home runs, and 17 RBIs, and 82 at-bats. So I am not great at math, but he has something like a 20% home run rate. It's absurd. So Nolan Gorman's a guy that if he comes up, you stick him at second base. I think the minute that they call him up, this National League Rookie of the Year race looks different. Uh, and it And it's because... You have, right now, you have one position player in Seiya Suzuki who's performing like a rookie of the year would perform. And you have one pitcher in Mackenzie Gore. And that's about it. Everybody else has bad conventional statistics. Hunter Green, Nicoladolo, CJ Abrams. 
So there is an opening if St. Louis decides to bring him up. And the way that he's playing, he's not going to give them an option. Uh, so I'm very excited to see. We'll, we'll do this same thing uh, going into June. We'll stop and we'll take a look uh, as of the end of May once they announce the, the rookies of the month. We'll kind of go back through the race, look at the new odds. Again, um, the new odds from our friend Jimmy Shapiro with Bet Online. If you are watching this on YouTube, thank you. Really do appreciate it. Do us a favor and like and subscribe. It really does help the show a ton. Uh, a lot of great stuff coming up this week. Can't wait to talk to you about it. But until then, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Um.